Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Trinity Episcopal Pocatello podcast. Peace be with you. This episode features a homily by Elise Barker, licensed preacher in the Diocese of Idaho. Elise's homily, Healing for Service, looks at a story found in Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39, where Jesus heals a woman who, once healed, immediately starts to serve him. Interestingly, this provides a wonderful opportunity to discuss evangelism. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. When I read today's gospel, I'll admit my first reaction was a little on the spiky side. So basically, Jesus wanted someone to serve him, and he healed Simon's mother-in-law so he and his buddies wouldn't have to make their own supper. I thought, gosh, it's hard to admit that, but it's true. I can be fairly sensitive to how women are treated in the Bible and indeed in any text that is a product of another time and culture. But I know Jesus better than that. After I took a minute to let that first reaction roll off my back, I was able to laugh at my base or at my human biases and weaknesses. The funny thing is, I wasn't really so off the mark as I first thought, as I contemplated the story more deeply. Jesus did heal the woman so she could serve him. All his healing miracles enabled discipleship because they open ears and hearts closed off by pain and suffering. There's this popular saying in mommy blog circles, you can't pour from an empty cup. The sentiment behind this statement is you can't serve your family, your community, or even your God if you are too tired or sick or just depleted. You need to fill up your own cup first. Jesus has to heal the woman before she can serve. At first glance, this is of course obvious. It's like when parents are told by airline stewards to put the mask, oxygen mask on ourselves before we put them on our kids. Totally makes sense. But as I think about that empty cup in the context of this story of Jesus's second healing at Simon's house, the statement seems empty and banal, partially because what is popularly offered as a solution to what ails us, harried parents, is itself so empty and banal. Take a bubble bath. Leave the kids with the grandparents when you go to the grocery store to get some me time. Have a very small piece of chocolate. Splurge on a crystal face massager and rid yourself of those puffy circles and, and wrinkles while you're at it. Buy something in the name of self-care. We seem to always be putting a band-aid on our aching wounds rather than combating the deeper issues. It's easier to put the onus on the mom or dad to treat yourself 
rather than look deeply at the challenges of parenting. In a time when the norm of an insulated nuclear family without a village is exacerbated by the isolation of a pandemic. The parenting example is just one of thousands of deep wounds we encounter on a daily basis that we never fix, but simply deal with using rough patchwork. Usually the people most in need of help are asked to make these patches themselves stitching their own wounds back together as best as they can. Wide sweeping structural changes are too hard, right? Affordable daycare, job security instead of the gig economy? Nah. As always, the challenges of life on this earth are too big for us to fathom, too nebulous, too pervasive, too deep. What can we possibly do? Well, we can turn to Jesus for healing. Sometimes when I'm so wound up in my own stress and needs and exhaustion, the best cure is actually to stop thinking of myself entirely. Relinquish my ego. Let go of my need for control. How do I do that? First, by surrendering to God. Second, by finding a way to serve someone else. By loving God, by loving my neighbor. Doesn't that sound familiar? We don't have access to Jesus's physical healing hands, but we have access to his healing message. How would Jesus heal the aching wounds of our world? through us. There's another popular saying, be God's hands and feet on earth. Or as St. Teresa of Avila says, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Love God, love your neighbor. It heals us and it can heal the sin of the world. My parents have a cross-stitched tapestry in their house made by my great-grandfather. It says, if there is righteousness in the heart, there will be beauty in the character. If there be beauty in the character, there will be harmony in the home. If there is harmony in the home, there will be order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there will be peace on earth. That's kind of a highfalutin way of saying, be the change you seek in the world. Another bumper sticker idiom frequently and falsely attributed to Gandhi. Or as Thich Nhat Hanh, Buddhist monk would say, peace is every step. Personal transformation is essential. The danger here is to say personal transformation is all we need. Personal transformation is the first step, not the end. Let Christ heal you so you can serve God and your neighbors. The problems we face are enormous and we need help. We need to get everyone on board, just like Jesus did when he went around Galilee proclaiming his message and healing. Jesus healed, then Jesus spread his message.
As a good Episcopalian, I struggle with missionary work. It is always uncomfortably wrapped up in the history of colonization, racism, cultural erasure, and white supremacy. But missionary work is step two, and we have to figure out how to make it work for us. I once had a priest suggest that the best evangelism can come through a life well-led, through living as an example of Christ's healing message. Or, as it's communicated in 1 Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. For many years, I let that be my excuse to sit back and not do anything too easily mistaken as mission work. It was indeed an excuse because I was way too timid to have a true evangelical encounter. Trinity's missions of my brother's table and the prison ministry and our gathering place make a powerful mark on our community and do good work towards not only spreading the good news, but also living into the two greatest commandments. Similarly, the fact that Trinity's AV Club has mounted a camera in the church and we've been, been working on figuring out how to stream services in real time is a great step forward into the missionary field of reaching out to parishioners who might not be comfortable with the workings of Zoom. That said, I also think it might be worth getting out of our comfort zones and having tough conversations about faith more often. For me, so much of my political views are deeply entwined with my faith and my understanding of Jesus's message. I once saw a meme that said, everyone keeps asking who radicalized me, like it wasn't Jesus Christ himself. That's exactly how it is with me. Despite that, I've always let other religious perspectives be the loudest voices in the room. I haven't been vocal about why I think loving your neighbor as yourself means something very relevant to things like affordable health care and structural inequality. Back in the 1990s, when my high school friends wore their What Would Jesus Do bracelets, primarily as a means to protect their virginity, rather than as a means to challenge themselves to love their neighbors, I was sitting in silent judgment of them. Pretty ironic, huh? Why wasn't I brave enough to have that conversation? I'm brave enough now, though. Jesus's message heals us, and it can heal the world. That's good news, right? Let's proclaim it. Let's get everyone on board with this whole loving God and loving your neighbor thing. It might be scary for us mission-averse Episcopalians, but we've got this. In the words of Isaiah, he gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen.
are grateful you've listened today, and we hope you found something helpful in today's episode. Our mission is to weave God's unfinished tapestry, and by listening, you are a part of that mission. So thank you. If you would like to know more about our parish or the Episcopal Church, you can find us online at www.trinitypocatello.org. Thanks be to God. Thank you.